Welcome to The Refresh from Insider. I'm Dave Smith. And I'm Rebecca Ibarra. It's Tuesday, August 30th, and we're here with you updating the news all day, every weekday. Here's the latest. A months-long political crisis in Iraq has turned violent. At least 30 people have been killed and hundreds more wounded. On Monday, influential critic Muqtada al-Sadr announced his resignation from politics. Then his supporters stormed Baghdad's Green Zone, which holds foreign embassies and government offices. TV footage showed people firing machine guns and launching grenades into the fortified area. Do not drink the water. That's what Mississippi Governor Tate Reeves is saying to the people of Jackson. The city's water system has been on the verge of collapse for a long time now, and residents were put under a boil water notice late last month. Yesterday's flooding made things worse, and now the water crisis has reached a critical level. Reeves has declared a state of emergency. It means the city cannot produce enough water to fight fires, to reliably flush toilets, Officials are now scrambling to deliver drinkable water to 180,000 residents. Kids might be left waiting at the bus stop as they head back to class this week. There is a big shortage of bus drivers across the country. Axios says nearly 90% of schools are seeing issues because of it. In Michigan alone, 450 drivers are needed for the first week of classes, while a district in North Carolina has cut 52 routes to cope with the shortage. Now it's about figuring out what drivers want, as offering higher wages has had limited success. Zombie ice sounds kind of scary, and unfortunately, it's a real thing with pretty scary implications. Zombie ice is basically ice that's no longer getting fed by larger glaciers. Because of climate change, glaciers are getting less replenishing snow. So this zombie ice is doomed to melt, and according to the AP, one zombie ice sheet in Greenland by itself will eventually raise the global sea level by at least 10 inches. Scientists say it's much more than expected and completely unavoidable at this point. Finally, some good news. A penguin at the San Diego Zoo has been fitted with special orthopedic shoes. Lucas, an endangered African penguin, has a degenerative foot condition, which for some reason is adorably called Bumblefoot. Oh, but not so adorably the condition can lead to death if it's not treated. Thankfully, the footwear will prevent Lucas's little feet from developing dangerous sores when he stands and walks. I'm not crying. You're crying. Hey, if you like any of these segments that we're producing for the Refresh from Insider, did you know that you can share any of them on social media? It's true. Just look in the description section of your podcast app and you'll see a little share link next to each story. It's super easy. Give it a try. Coming up, why more infectious diseases are spreading nowadays. Tony Ornato, a senior Secret Service official, is retiring after 25 years. Why do we care? Well, he was also Donald Trump's deputy chief of staff at the time of the insurrection, serving as a political advisor. His name came up during the January 6 hearings. Former White House aide Cassidy Hutchinson testified that Ornato talked about Trump charging at the head of a Secret Service detail inside the presidential SUV on January 6. Does his name ring a bell now? Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, the agency has been under scrutiny, in part for deleting a trove of text messages on and around January 6th. Serena Williams won her first round at the U.S. Open last night after a bit of a rocky start to the game. But the tennis star eventually found her stride, beating out 27-year-old Danka Kovinic in straight sets. 40-year-old Williams has suggested she may be, quote, evolving away from tennis after this year's U.S. Open. But after the game, when asked if this will be her final tournament, she said, Yeah, I've been pretty vague about it, right? Yeah. Um, I'm going to stay vague because you never know. Williams will face a much tougher battle in the second round against Annette Contivate, the number two player in the world. Lawmakers in California have passed a first-in-the-nation bill that could potentially improve the working conditions of the state's fast food workers and give more than half a million of them bargaining power. If signed, the bill would create a council where employers and employees would negotiate things like compensation and safety for restaurants statewide. The fast food industry and Republican lawmakers oppose the bill. They say it will drive up costs and serve as a stepping stone toward mass unionization. Remember Brandy Batone? She's the pregnant woman who fought a traffic ticket in Texas claiming her fetus counted as a passenger. The Dallas County DA dropped that citation and agreed that Texas abortion laws made it murky. Well, now Batone is back to square one. She got another ticket for the same reason in the exact same place. She tells the Dallas Morning News that nobody ever confirmed if what she had done was right or wrong. And the Texas legislature is actually planning to tackle this fetus in the carpool lane issue next session. A New Jersey man has been nailed by the feds for pretending to be a former New England patriot. The man bought a Super Bowl ring from an actual expatriot, with a bad check by the way, then used his identity to buy more. He engraved them with the name Brady and sold them to an auction house for triple the profit. He's been sentenced to three years in prison. COVID-19 is becoming part of our daily lives. Even the CDC has relaxed pretty much all of its guidelines. But just as we're catching our breath, yet another disease pops up. Monkeypox is spreading across Europe and North America. Even polio seems to be making a comeback. It can just all be very overwhelming. So insiders Hillary Brick, who covers public health, is here to put it all into perspective. So, Hillary, are we seeing an increase in communicable diseases or is this all just in our head? Yeah, so I wasn't totally sure before I started reporting this story, but it turns out that there is an uptick in infectious diseases circulating in people around the world. It's not huh. something necessarily that happened just since COVID. You know, there's been an increase in recent years of different kinds of outbreaks, but we're certainly seeing a lot this summer. What kind? Well, of course, you mentioned monkeypox and polio, but, you know, in recent years, there had been Zika, chikungunya, who, which used to just be relegated to a small area of the world, breaking out on other continents. And what are some of the reasons why we're seeing an increase in the spread of these diseases? So there's several interrelated factors. Experts I spoke with thought of at least seven, but three of the biggest <laughs> are human-animal contact, travel and migration around the globe, and climate change. So those mm. three factors put together are really exacerbating the trend. 
Yeah, let's talk about climate change, because a lot of the new disease spread seems to be coming from the fact that viruses, for example, are thriving in places that they previously couldn't, Mm -hmm. right? So how does climate change fit into all of this? Yeah, so I think the biggest factor in climate change is really the warming of the climate, but it's not just viruses. You think about mosquitoes and tick-borne diseases being able to spread in much wider ranges. Um, one expert I spoke with said that, you know, tropical diseases, the tropics have moved into Europe and North America now. And now we're dealing with polio, Hillary? Like, didn't yeah. we get rid of polio? How, yeah. how is this happening? Yeah, we did get rid of polio. And the problem is that there are areas of the U.S. where vaccination rates are quite low. And so this is something that disease experts have been warning about for decades now with backsliding in vaccine uptake in rich countries like the U.S., France, you name it. There's more Mm -hmm. vaccine hesitancy going around. But one of the experts I spoke with said we didn't expect to see it happen quite so quickly. But indeed, the county where this first polio case was detected in New York has a very low vaccination rate, it's, it's lower than 50% in kids who are like two years old, which technically every child in the U.S. should have a polio shot by the time they're two. I know you're not a doctor, but a lot of my millennial friends are calling their parents to see if they've been vaccinated yeah. against polio. Yeah. I don't know if this is something you're seeing. Should we be worried about it if we are vaccinated against it? Yeah, it's such a good question because, you know, the whole point of vaccines is to stop the spread of diseases. And so there's like a lot of chatter now about if I was vaccinated for polio as a kid and now I'm 34 years old, what's that vaccine doing for me at this point. But the good news is most kids were vaccinated as part of their routine vaccination. And so most people have some level of good protection against Hmm. polio. Checking that off my list of words. So all of this feels like a lot. And it's hard to live in this constant state of alert. So how can we, Hillary, in our everyday lives, figure out what's worth worrying about? Yeah, it's such a good question. And I remember talking to people in the early days of the monkeypox outbreak, and they were expressing almost no alarm. And certainly the situation Mm -hmm. is fluid and changing. And so, you know, as we saw with COVID, it can be really confusing and frustrating when things are changing day by day. But For diseases like polio and for monkeypox, you know, as long as you are up to date on your vaccines and you're being careful about coming into close contact with people who might be sick, of course, monkeypox Mm. does not spread the way that COVID does. And so it should be, in theory, a little easier to stamp out. But, you know, as we're seeing now, it is really spreading very fast. Well, Hillary, thank you so much for coming and chatting with us. Thanks. Hillary Brick covers public health for Insider. Make sure to follow the refresh from Insider on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And please leave a rating and review. It helps other people discover the show. You can also just tell your smart speaker to play the refresh from Insider podcast. I'm Dave Smith. And I'm Rebecca Ibarra. Talk to you soon. Bye.